Good morning. Welcome to Bottomless Coffee. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently today. We have our very first guest host. Uh, Alex Palacios is back. Hey, Alex. Hey, Jerome. How's it going? Um, oh, well, it's an early one for us today. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Thank you. You know, we're both in Minneapolis, so it's also a cold one. Um, negative three degrees is what I'm showing. So, you know, there's nowhere I'd really rather be right now than hanging out with a friend with a nice cup of coffee. Indeed. Yes. (laughs) And having some good conversation. Amen. So, um, on your episode, the very first episode, we talk a lot about intersectionality uh, between politics and uh, racial equity mm. and really all of it, all of it. You had a you had a tough job. Um, can you just tell me a little bit about what's changed for you over the last couple of months? I remember Stonewall came up. Oh yes, yes, yes. And by the way, I believe you had a tough job corralling me in because I had so much to say that day. Uh, <laughs> that day. <laughs> Point taken. Uh, so, what's been new? Yes, yes, I've become the chair of Stonewall DFL, which is the LGBT caucus of the Democratic Party here in Minnesota. DFL stands for Democratic Farmer Labor Party. Yeah. Uh, and so I have the privilege of leading a statewide coalition of LGBTQIA folks uh, with the mission of representing uh, this community in public office. So super excited about that. That's amazing. Well done. Well done. And you know, we're going to be talking about running things today, mm. running organizations, running businesses, starting organizations during mm-hmm. a pandemic. Um, do you uh, have any recollections from your time launching uh, your campaign during the pandemic as to how difficult it was? And do you think it was a lot more difficult to do it because of the pandemic? Or would you have faced some of those same obstacles? Hmm. I think it was a little more challenging, yeah. Uh, I had to employ a little more creativity to work around the the uh, standards, right? The recommendations of the CDC. Um, yeah. But by and large, if you have a good team of people behind you, um, if you are conscious and aware of other people, uh, then you can do pretty much, well, not anything, but almost, <laughs> almost. Yeah. You can even start a podcast. Oh, that's true. That's yes. true. Um, I am. I really am looking forward to the day post-vaccine when we can gather in person and I can, you know, really bring a guest back into my home and back into mm. the studio and we can have that one-on-one interaction. But I secretly suspect that I've gotten so comfortable doing it virtually. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to talk to people in real life. we'll practice we'll get there we will practice we will practice i will say it is a business though and um 
you know, we're going to introduce a guest in a second who is launching a new business with a remote uh, aspect to it. But in building our organization, this community of Bottomless Coffee, as well as the podcast of Bottomless Coffee, uh, it has been a really interesting experience working through like our values as a business, mm -hmm. right? Um, but, you know, right now we're a business that's deeply in the red. Um, <laughs> like many others. <laughs> like many others. Like many others. Yes, um, we identify. And that is a really good reminder to me. Uh, you can support this podcast and the community at patreon.com slash bottomless coffee. Become a community member. And um, I think one thing you'll find as a community member is that we're employing some of the principles that Alex introduced to us in episode one, co-governance. So Alex joined as a producer, which means that we get to have conversations about you know, is the podcast accomplishing what we want the podcast to accomplish? And um, this was, so it was a really late night for me. And I just had the first kind of rule of the community come to me. So I haven't even shared this with the community yet. But Ooh. I think our rule number one is uh, we will not perpetuate systems of oppression. Amen. Which, <laughs> it is an amen. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people... Uh, when I'm on, when I'm reading like comics or whatever about people who are up late at night and their minds are wondering, I'm like, I like it. I like to let my mind free. <laughs> it reminds me of those deep-seated values. Like, that's why we do what we do. And any organization that we create is going to be an extension of those values. And I think that's what will help make the world just a little bit better of a place. And so, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's fantastic. And... Um, I love being a producer. I get exclusive emails. I get updates. Uh, and I really get to feel like a working part of this community. So uh, absolutely join us, please. It, it's fantastic. And that first rule, everything. Yes. Yes. Let the producers say amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think this is a great time to bring on our entrepreneur guest cal jared hey cal how are you hello i am oh. doing fantastic it's beautiful cold morning in rochester new york but uh yeah i'm doing great so happy to be here with you all now i don't see a coffee cup are you are you happy oh, are you okay don't worry <laughs> oh, <no care>. <laughs> <laughs> Do not worry, caffeinated cow is like my other moniker. So <laughs> I got I got the coffees. <laughs> Wonderful. Now you are the self-proclaimed queer guy for the queer guy. Yes? Yes. And you oh, have launched the company Solomon by Cal Jarrett. Yes. First of all, congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's been a long time coming, but yeah. Well, um, I want to definitely get into that journey with you. Um, but first, let's celebrate where you are a little bit. Can you tell us, tell us about the company um, so that we can all learn a little bit about Cal Jarrett or Solomon by Cal Jarrett? Yeah, of course. Uh, the company... 
Oh gosh, it's it's it has so many. It's, it came about in so many different ways. I um have always loved expressing myself in the form of clothing. That's always been a big, big thing for me. It's kind of how I've navigated the world in a lot of in a lot of ways. It's kind of how I've um it's been an armor for me, and so mm. I spent a lot of time um in the retail space and I don't like to toot my own horn but I was pretty good at my job because okay. I could always <laughs> I could always zero in on um the things that made people uncomfortable with clothing and it was always my goal to kind of get under that and and find what what those reasons were and how we can how we can you know flip the switch on them and particularly in menswear, we don't deal with uh, body awareness or body challenges a lot. And specifically, more specifically in the queer community, we mm -hmm. definitely don't talk about body awareness or body challenges. So all of that kind of came to a head. Um, I know we all remember the reincarnation of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. and. Yeah. While I love what those folks do, <laughs> I was very perturbed and, and annoyed that we don't extend that grace to the queer community. Mm. Um, we have this group of queer individuals kind of making over these straight folks. And I am a firm believer that we should be extending that to our queer family before yeah. anything else because I think we need it so much more. Sure. Um, so that's kind of how uh, Solomon was born. Solomon by Kajara was born. Um, yeah, through my retail work and through my work as a body positive advocate and, you know, just trying to create the space for folks who wear menswear to understand their, themselves a little more, express themselves more through through creativity, self-expression, and and we can do that through the visual story that we tell with our clothes. So that's okay. kind of how that 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 came about. I well, one, I love it. Um, oh, thank you. You know, I'm not I'm not a style guy myself, but I did button my collar all the way up for you today. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even wear one, but you know, I I love your style. I absolutely do. Yeah, but, for sure. And I love that you saw an opportunity in um, bettering the queer community. And you identified uh, a place where a lot of people don't have a lot of confidence. And you are creating a business that makes them more confident and more authentically themselves through their aesthetic which is really interesting. And uh, like you, now that I think about it, I am a little annoyed that they couldn't make a show about queers helping queers, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think for like the first time that it came out, which was in like, what, 2004, 2000, something oh, like I don't, that. Before my time, you know. Yeah, yeah, the first, well, I was, you know, I was plugged into that one too. And that one was, you know, a little, over the top and it, you know, it was around the time of the metrosexual craze. So it was like, okay, 
I kind of get that, but I feel like the space that we've moved in now, as far as the awareness that we have for how people express themselves in such a wide range of ways, I thought they did a disservice to themselves and also to to everyone to not include those narratives as a really as the meat and potatoes of of that show. I get where they were, what what who they're trying to appeal to. Mm-hmm. But I think they should have been able to incorporate more of more of our stories. I mean, they're taking our our terminology and they're taking our way of living. So why not invest some of that back into the community? I really uh, I really appreciate the the uh, inclusivity that you're uh, the, that you're displaying as you're talking about this so passionately. You know, you you talk about people who wear men's clothes. You talk mm-hmm. about different body sizes, you're talking about embracing a lot of different parts of one community. Where does that come Mm -hmm. from? I mean, honestly, (laughs) that comes from me. I have struggled, uh, well, I'm going to say I struggled with trying to find out where I fit in, in, in the retail space, in fashion, in the queer community, like in the black community. So there's been all of these layers for me to try to like always squeeze in and say, okay, well, I'm here now. And how do I, how am I going to be myself and then also protect myself at the same time? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, being in the, the body positive movement is so whitewashed for me. And menswear is so, first of all, menswear and womenswear are asinine terms, in my opinion. I, you know, fluidly go back and forth. You know, one day I might be super femme, one day I might be super mask. It, it is what it is. It's how I'm feeling that day. And I really did not want to limit myself on who I could help blossom and who I could help, you know, come more into themselves and so I felt very strongly like I market myself towards um men specifically uh just for more of like or men identified folks specifically for um marketing purposes but I really I really feel this this large swath of of mm-hmm. folks can can benefit from you know getting a chance to understand themselves through through their their visual narrative. That's narrative is a big part of 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 my my reason for being. <laughs> Lovely. I love okay. stories. Uh, two things there for me. One, as your business grows and you start investing those marketing dollars, I think you'll find um, that you'll be able to market yourself in you know, menswear or whatever that terminology is. And then I think if you uh, engage with the community of people that you're with, maybe even the bottomless coffee community, we can help yeah. you develop that language to, um, to market to people who would really buy into your ethos. Um, yeah. I'd love to do that for you or with you. And additionally, as part of the narrative, uh, in your bio, you mentioned something called the Undesirable Project and also Dear Body, Love Me. 
um, which I believe yeah. you described as spaces that you created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that probably ties into your narrative. And so I'd love to hear more about those spaces. For sure. So the Undesirable Project started, uh, oh gosh, probably four years ago was my first, my first swing at it. Um, and that was really born out of <laughs> my time in, in queer spaces and not feeling like I was one of the people that were desired. So I kind of wanted to, to flip that and mm. give folks like myself uh, a voice that we could like, or a space rather, that you could come to and see yourself. You could come to and, you know, I have a lot of blog posts on there about like one of the few, one of the things I like to talk about is Afrofuturism and like how mm -hmm. amazing that is as far as like the inclusivity of that. Um, and so, yeah, that, so the Underdire Project has a lot of um, different cornerstones to it. Some of it is fashion, some of it is wellness, some of it is you know, um, meetups, some of it is like community, community gathering. And that's been a really amazing space. And, and, you know, we also talk about love and relationships and sex and, and all that stuff, because for folks like me, and, and I kind of skew this on the end of bigger body people, okay. there is no conversation about that, um, ever. And specifically, if you are a brown person with a bigger body, you really don't have a voice. And so all of the things that I create are kind of out of my annoyances. <laughs> They're always like, this is really, you know, like making me really upset and I need to go and make make a space for that. So that's, yeah, the Undesirable Project is, is kind of my first baby. Um, yeah. And, you know, I still touch on that every now and then. I have a group of people that I keep up with and we come together every now and then for like writing sessions and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. And then Dear Body Love Me yes. was, was a very therapeutic situation for me. Um, again, following those hashtags of, of body inclusiveness and body positivity and all this stuff, they were always white women. And mm -hmm. so... I, again, did not see myself, so I had to create that space for myself. Um, and what that was, was love letters to your body. So I, about, oh, probably about 11 years ago, I went through um, a weight, a major weight loss surgery um, that resulted in a lot of body changes for myself. And one of them was, I have this, which I love now, I have... Um, a little excess skin on my arms, but that was a very challenging thing for me to come to terms with. Mm. And so one day I just wrote a love letter to it and I continued that through writing about my scars and writing about, you know, my legs and all the things that kind of gave me pause at times that I didn't want to celebrate or I didn't want to really acknowledge. I just wrote letters to them and I started posting them and people started responding to them. And, you know, I really wanted to take that and still am taking that in a direction of youth. That's kind of where I want to drive that, 
that part of my story is to let youth, let the, I call them the babies, let them exercise their, <laughs> the, the awareness of their body mm -hmm. um, through those love letters. I think it's important. I think it starts when we're young. I think about, you know, if I had yeah. more conversation about my body and, and the beauty of it, it would, I would have not gone through a lot of the things that I've gone through. So yeah, those are my other two, two pet projects. <laughs> that is beautiful. And um, I feel as though your pet projects could also be like a nonprofit or a business on their own. Are you crying, Alex? Um, no. <laughs> I was opening my eyes. It is beautiful. It remains beautiful. Um, let's take a quick coffee break to collect ourselves, fix our mascara, and <laughs> we will be right back. Welcome back to Bottomless Coffee. We had a wonderful coffee break. We ended uh, singing a song. I think of mm -hmm. Bad Girls. Is that the song, That's Alex? Right. <laughs> Donna Summer. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I was like, let's get back to the podcast before <laughs> the whole morning goes by. We just had the best time. Uh, we are here with Alex Palacios, who you will remember from episode one, and Cal Jared, who has just launched Solomon by Cal Jared. And we re I really want to get into the business of opening a business yeah. during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and you've been working on this for a while. You said for the break, mm -hmm. and yeah. so I have. I'm imagining that your initial business plan was pre-pandemic, right? When you first drew it up. Yes and no. Okay. Yes um, and no. Well, I yeah, do want to well, explore yeah. the difference. Just tell me about yeah. what what it looks like when it, when it was in your head in the beginning, and what it looks like now. So I've always wanted to work remotely. That's always been a goal of mine. I've always mm -hmm. wanted to be able to move about and do my thing and like have fun. I believe very strongly in designing my own life. So mm. that's always the remote aspect has always been a pillar, one might say, of the okay. business. Um, but I did not expect it to be happening in the pandemic as none yeah. of us were like it it forced me into that space a lot harder than I would like it to have forced me but mm -hmm. yeah it, it started that way it started with me um doing like a lot of zoom sessions as far as like <clears throat> shopping goes but not so much the fitting and that's really been been like the major difference in how I run the business is I'm not able to get in there with people mm -hmm. because of the pandemic, not because I want to be remote. Okay, so you don't have that option of being in person anymore. And in your original business plan, you've had that option should you need it, should you have needed it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What is the shopping experience like for you? Cause, you know, I have I haven't left these four walls in quite some time, I feel. Uh, especially not to a mall or what have you. How do you, how do you shop? 
So I do, I shop online, um, and it's, it's such a challenge because there's so many factors that you have to deal with, um, as far as like shipping goes is a thing mm -hmm. now, because I need to build that into the time of, of the project. And, you know, that could be the difference between two weeks or three weeks, you know, like, and then we have to do a, a fitting session. So the shopping aspect, I've kind of had to rewrite the entire, some of the, the packages that I offered, which now are just strictly um, foundational things. So like I have a package or I have a thing that I offer where it's literally just creating your mood. So I do like, your mood. I do in, yeah. So I'm very big on, on mood boards and style books okay. because I like to give people foundation and then I like to allow them to go forth and use the tools that I've given them to kind of navigate navigate it for themselves. So it's kind of like a one, a one and a two where I'm doing some of the heavy lifting, but really I want you to find the inspiration for yourself and put these things to, to use. Hmm. But it's a lot more difficult <laughs> when, you know, I can't even tell you when if something is still going to be in stock. I can't even sure. tell you when it might arrive because, you know, we have all of these moving parts that are moving so much faster than they, than they used to, they used to go. Um, so I've had to change the way that I offer some of my things. And so like with creating the mood, I just do the intake form. We have a lengthy chat about what your goals are and what you feel your limitations are. And I kind of flip that and, and design something for you that is your mood. That's something that you can aspire to. And that's just one thing. So, okay, wait, it's how had long, me. How long would a short mood session take? And could I volunteer Alex for like a two or three minute? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I could probably do one on the fly. <laughs> It, but just like really quick, I, like a couple of yeah, two questions, sure. let's say. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, let's see. <laughs> what parts of, of your body do you find yourself hiding? Um, or not really like catering to? It's, it's probably one of my favorite questions. Uh, I, I don't feel any particular way about my arms. So sometimes I go sleepless, most, you know. Sometimes I don't. Most of the time, I'd like to be covered up. But um, and then I've gained a little bit of a COVID nineteen times three, um, and so you know I'm 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 working with it. I I, I right. I'm getting used to it. So okay, and then I probably have to have three questions. Uh, style icons. Who who are your style icons? And that could be mother. That could be, like, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a celebrity. I think our best icons are the people that are in our spaces, but. Great question. Oh, wow. Um, well, I um, I think I'm more of a Jackie O than a Marilyn. Just putting that out there. Okay. Uh, and Billy Porter has done some amazing things for non-binary people. Um, and actually... Uh, I met Jerome in a ball gown. So, 
Uh, <laughs> there's that. I love that. Okay, so, I mean, in terms of if I were to start a board for you, um, I would use those two questions to kind of build you an archetype. So, I'm thinking at this, like, right off the top of my head, I would say structure would be your friend. Um, I would say pieces that kind of, I don't want to say streamline, but kind of are bringing you in a little bit, kind of like a hug, I think would benefit uh, some of that more awareness around things like your arms and being able to highlight them because they're a little more fitted, if that makes sense. I would probably dive into more of the Jackie O and bring Jackie O into the current era, which would be that structure, which would be that fitted. I, I read traditional, but traditional with a twist. So, I mean, that's just off the top of my head. I hope that's a little helpful. Uh, yes. I would, I would, yeah, I kind of like, I like, so my, because I have a lot, a lot to say. My, my intake questionnaire is like 17 questions. And I do that because I'm, I'm really trying to weed out who's serious and who's not. Mm. Because if we're going to, if you're going to take the time to answer these questions, which can be kind of in depth and I know kicks up some stuff for people, mm. that just means that the transformation and the work that we're going to do is going to be so much better because you're already in that willing space of letting some of that go. So, so um, I loved this style for Alex, uh, very chair of the board, our, you know, non our next non-binary president. I'm mm. into it, into it. Um, I am also mm. uh, really happy to hear Alex say you only have a COVID-3 when so many of us have a COVID-15 or 20 or 30 yes, that we're working uh, through. So. Oh, no. That, that was a 19 <laughs> times 3. Yeah. So we're all yeah. in this I together. I stopped counting then. in April. I was like, this is... <laughs> this is... And, like, that's one of the... Just, a, like, a quick thing. That's one of the hardest parts about the job right now mm -hmm. is convincing people that they need to get dressed. Oh, Because true. everyone is so... Sweatpants culture right now. Mm. And so I did a whole, like, thing on, put on a belt, you know, put on a belt. Because if you put, if you put on a belt and not like, oh, you don't have to put a literal belt on. But if you get yourself dressed, if you get yourself put together, honestly, I feel it does wonders for your day. So I try to get up every morning and put my face on and do my skincare and do my hair, like, and do all these things, not just for routine, but also for self-care. Because dressing was such a thing for me. God, I mean, I love getting up, putting on clothes. And so having that structure, having that routine has really saved me in a lot of ways. I see. Now you messed around and struck a nerve. I, where, I'm like, where is my belt? <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's been I'm a just minute. saying, I'm just saying that like, it's it's been very difficult to convince people that, you know, this is a moment in time. I know we're all making it day by day. Like I'm not asking people to 
think six months ahead, but I'm, I am asking you to think six minutes ahead. Mm -hmm. And if you allow yourself to get out of those sweats, if you can do it, if you can muster that up, I think you'll feel so much better about yourself. And it will correct that, that COVID-15 because you will know, oh, these pants are not fitting the way they used to fit, if that's a thing for you. Oop, I you know, went up a it loop. Keeps you, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, keeps you, it keeps you aware, aware. of what's mm -hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. You're on it. You are on it. Um, so just in the, I, I think we could probably, uh, stay on this topic for an extended period of time, but I think for the sake of the other items that we want to talk about, we're going to move to the next question and then invite you back to, to, to revisit yeah. at a, in the future. Because, but I do want to talk about a podcast that you're starting called Threads. Um, and it blends personal, a personal narrative with personal style. And, you know, I've already invited myself onto your podcast. Yes, please. I think that was the first thing you, I did. Honestly. I was like, oh, you do? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. For both of us. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And now let me. So we have a shop, bottomlesscoffeepodcast.com slash shop. And one of the items that we have is this mm. embroidered. BLM cap, and I'm just curious. What does what does this cap say uh, about my values and my beliefs? If you can, in your in, like, if you saw it on the street, how would you feel? You know, I would say that that person uh, knows what they want and knows their voice Ooh. and is not afraid to voice that. Uh, I would say that person is willing to have conversation because of the subtlety of that emblem. Mm. I would say that that person is ready for that conversation by the color of that emblem. Um, and the fact that you're wearing it in a public space says to me, come on. So yes. I would say that's a very approachable yet, you know, firm in their belief types of type of type of garment. Now, listen, that might mm -mm -mm. That, I might clip that and put it <laughs> in the in the product description. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. You are very good at your job. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, I when you posted that hat uh, weeks ago on your Instagram, uh -huh. I was like, I didn't realize that that was your hat. So I would love to purchase one of those. Oh, okay, you can. for sure. I mean, um, I love that. It is, um, this is going back to the business of the community and the podcast, right? An ally designed this. And I said, well, you should let me do the merchandising and uh, the actual fulfill fulfillment of this product. One, because you are an ally, right? And in case you didn't see it, that, that hat says BLM and a fist. And it's wonderful that that was designed by you. But um, let's be aware of where we are. Like, that is not the symbol of an ally, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, mm -hmm. well, let me, mm -hmm. let me help you with what I know you're trying to do, because your heart's in the right place. And so, um, you know, I, want, I love that you captured the spirit that the designer was really going for when um, they created that. Now, Threads, has Threads started to stream yet, or is it still upcoming? It's upcoming. 
um, I'm, I'm compiling a, a good amount of episodes so that I have more material for people to, to grab onto mm -hmm. versus doing the one, one a week. Also for my own sanity, I, mm -hmm. you know, I won't keep up with it if I have to do it every week. So it's like, go, 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 go. So I'm looking at the end of uh, February, which is around my birthday and also the tail end of Black History Month. I feel like it's just a little cute little, you know, hair flip to the whole thing. So, yeah, in a couple of weeks, I should have some episodes out. So have you gotten to a point where you're, where you're thinking about what you want the purpose of the podcast to be, aside from just that conversation? So, for instance, um, Brendan and I did go through some, Brendan is the regular co-host, and we did go through some strategic planning. And really thought about, like, what do we want people who are listening or watching to get out of every episode of Bottomless Coffee? And that's actually where the coffee breaks came from. There are little asides in the beginning and in the middle where I'm like, okay, let's make sure we are all getting the same thing out of these episodes that I need you to get out of them, right? Because I'm not... <laughs> I am not going to drive myself crazy, to your point, Cal, editing mm -hmm. and recording and doing everything for people to miss mm -hmm. the point, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, have you gotten to that point in your creation process, Cal, or is that still developing? Because I will say, I will say, I didn't think about that, but really um, hammering it home until after we had already started producing the podcast. So Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's still developing. I am, I'm one of those people that I always feel like I'm in development. So I don't really try to, as, as hard as it is, I try not to have too much of a plan. Uh, I think the, the focus and the, the, what I want people to get from that is to live your authentic self. Like to really just, understand the power of your story and to see that come through the clothing. I mean, I did a show yesterday and, you know, it's one of, with one of the dearest people I know and he's doing some amazing stuff in, in the um, queer community. And we talked about clothing, but we talked about it in such a, a such a, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Not off way, but like it was a, it was a, it was back. It was behind what he was doing. And so we okay. kind of threaded that through his story. And I really just want people to be able to pull themselves out of what, of each guest that I have and like try to grab on something from that. So whether that be like a confidence moment where I had one guest who said, like I asked him one of his how can you be more confident today? And he, one of his, his reply was, don't wear underwear today. And I was like, okay, that, that's a way. And he was like, yeah, because it makes you, you know, it's this little thing that you're doing to really, yeah, we kind of go there sometimes. Alex <laughs> is like, and what thing. is the name and phone number of this Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, oh. it's great. It's great. But it's, it's just, I just want people to... I really love stories. I really love asking questions and getting into people's, like, I love the childhood stuff. I know that might make me a little weirdo, but it's so, like, 
it's so deep for a lot of people. And I just want people to be able to see themselves, see that, see the, the thread of authenticity and how that's so helpful now as much as it was before, you know, even realized that it was there. That's wonder. I'm Alex. Did, were you gonna... I think, I bet it was a joke. Were you gonna get something in there? No, I, I was just gonna say, if, if I did, you know, call someone, it, it would be just to have that sort of conversation, that, that conversation about what risk can you take today that will, um, that will empower you, that will make you feel just a little bit more alive and more, a little more present as you're going through the day. Um, and I think that's, that's very powerful. And I love how fashion uh, can help us do that. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I came back to that because um, I, I didn't hear that. That didn't trigger for me in the conversation. And so I'm now, now I get to pull that out. And I'm, I'm wondering um, later uh, in a future conversation, not recorded, maybe not with coffee, uh, but with something else, we can talk about that risk ticket. Um, yeah. ooh, but that could be fun. Um, but for now, let's take another coffee break. Coffee break. Um, and then we'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Uh, back with Bottomless Coffee, um, Alex Palacios, and Cal Jared. And uh, during our last coffee break, we had a question come up about fashion and power and i'm gonna let alex uh, take it away so cal here's my question to you so much of of our conversation has been around uh sort of building power and and the power that uh clothing can have on your mood on your day even just getting up and getting dressed right and there, there is this this perception about fashion that is it's almost inaccessible in some ways. Mm -hmm. But I believe it's it's a great equalizer. Do do you agree that it is an equalizer? And how how does it become an equalizer? I absolutely agree that it's an equalizer. I think that. I think the role of style is far more innate, innate than people like to think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we live in a time of fast fashion and we live in a time of like, you know, you can just really pull things out of anywhere and, and put it on. But I think if we, if people were actually to sit back and think about why they wear the things that they wear, what's driving them towards that, what limitations they think exist within that realm. I think allowing yourself to go through that conversation makes everyone, if they were doing that work, if they were looking at it in that way, it equalizes us in the sense that we all have our stories, right? We all have our personal narratives and what you wear is literally, in my opinion, a visual narrative of who you are. And so really the only thing that I think to be an equalizer is the story. So, you know, we all have something to say and how you choose to say it is really up to you. And that's really our voice is our greatest, you know, mm -hmm. form of equality. And I just wish people would exercise that more. 
I, instead, I, just, we are so with you on the power of a voice and the need to exercise your voice. And I think I'm guilty of not really fully considering your style choices as your voice. You know, I, I held up that hat to the camera a little bit ago. That's new. I don't, <laughs> and I didn't design it, right? <laughs> and so, um, right. I think that's really something that I personally can explore a lot more. Like, is it is what I'm wearing saying what I want it to say? Mm -hmm. You know. See, here's the it, thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just, I was just gonna just ask a quick follow up question, and that is. Does which came first, right? The chicken or the egg? Does does fashion amplify mm. your voice, right? Or can you find your voice through style? I think you already have your voice, <laughs> and I think if you listen to that voice, your style will come from that. Because, like I said, here's the thing: fashion is above me. I personally feel like fashion is above everyone because fashion is not inclusive enough to include me. But personal mm -hmm. style, that's something, that's mine. That is 100% on my own. And so in thinking that way, I'm able to create whatever it is that I wanna create. I think if you look back and you kind of see the way that you were brought up, the way in which and I know that's a lot, that's a lot for some people and like to go back to that time, but I think it's a part of the fabric of you. And so again, to your point that I do believe that fashion or that style is first. I mean, I think it, it is who it's, it's the beginning of you. I, I tell people all the time, you know, fashion is this this great mystery to a lot of people. Oh, I don't know skinny jeans or, oh, I don't know if I should wear straight or what's my fit or, you know, does this color work on me? And honestly, in my opinion, yeah, we can have the tools to highlight us to an aesthetic that we think is what we should be doing, but none of it really matters because if you're gonna walk around in a lime green polka dot shirt, you're going to do that confidently because you chose that shirt in the first place. Mm. So you're already not even concerned about what is aesthetically pleasing unless it's pleasing to you. So I try to just, you know, I really believe in, in the power of that innateness, that, that bone feeling. And, and I feel like if people were to just be a little more intentional about what they put on, intentional about the things they select, you will see all of your values play out in your clothing. You'll see all of it. I mean, and then that will extend in in so many different ways. I have another project that I'm thinking of where I want to start, uh, <laughs> again, yes, another one, but I want to start uh, something of a clothing line for non-binary folks that is sustainable because that stuff does not exist for bigger mm. body folks. And so, you know, I had the worst time trying to find overalls. It was either like the men's wear overalls were not fitted enough to my liking or the women's wear overalls were like 
not made for my body. And so it's it's that it's that sweet spot where, you know, a lot of us live mm. and, you know, one day down the road that will come. But to okay. answer your question, yes, I believe in style. <laughs> oh, you answered the question. You did yeah. the boxes. You brought it home today, Cal. So I have uh, I just have one more question for you, really. Um, yes, please. How can we support you in all of this wonderful work that you are doing? Uh, right now, uh, I'm more lively on Instagram. Okay, um, what's your Instagram? So it's at Cal Gerard. So at C-A-L-J-E-R-R-O-D. One word. You let me say um, Cal Jared this whole time. <laughs> um, you know what it, you know what's funny about that my grandmother named me uh jared and she pronounces it or she pronounced it that way so i take it either way my mother pronounced it one way my grandmother pronounced it the other way and my grandmother trumps everything so you know <laughs> i'm just gonna take, i'm gonna take that wording okay uh, so but i will yeah, change it to rod because that's how you say it oh it's <laughs> <laughs> no, but between that, that, that my Instagram, uh, if someone would love like some creative tips on their style, calgerod.com is where you can find me and then look for threads at the end of the month. That's going to be, that's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. Um, because we'll, it sounds like we'll both be there. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That is 100%. My goal is to have change makers and, you know, people in the space that are really fine tuning, you know, the things we should be talking about. And I want to talk about their style journey within that. Well, uh, listen, we, if you are, if you are watching or listening to this podcast, you can find the video of the conversation, a transcript. And you will find links to uh, calgerod.com and to threads all on bottomlesscoffeepodcast.com. Cal, this was a pleasure. I appreciate it. I appreciate you both so much. It's been a long time coming, so I'm glad we were able to connect. Likewise. Alex, our very first guest and now our very first guest host. Can't get rid of me. (laughs) (laughs) It won't ever try. It won't ever try. Blessed to have you. I hope you you both have a wonderful, wonderful morning. Um, And I I intend to talk to you both very soon. Let's go drink some more coffee. Let's have some more coffee. (laughs) Please, yes.